Hello, welcome to yet again another episode of the Breath of Hope podcast. And very quickly today we'll be discussing about daughters and absent fathers. And the subtitle of this is The Whole Daughter. Uh, this is a series that we've been on for the past three weeks. And today we'll be discussing the final section of this series, which is The Whole Daughter. So very quickly, last week we spoke about the consequences or rather the effects of you know choosing to deal or not to deal with your daddy abandonment issues as a lady and you know the summary of what we were trying to explain was the fact that there are certain consequences that can be for you as a lady you know when you have daddy issues especially as regards to your relationships and one of that would be you know you having a lot of insecurities and a lot of fears that person that you are with could leave or abandon you and so there's like a lot of drama around that you know you guys have arguments so he might be saying i don't like the way you did this and what you might be hearing is just say you want to leave me right things like that it feels like every correction feels like a threat to leave you that at least that's what you hear right and i also spoke about you know the tendency you know if you don't deal with these issues for you to want to jump from one relationship to another because you are not okay being by yourself because being by yourself is you saying that people don't want me why because you feel unwanted already you feel discarded you feel disposed so you're, you always try to prove a point you're always trying to feel wanted right so you always jump from relationship to relationship even when they are not working and i spoke about you know other kinds of consequences you know the fact that there's a high probability that you can meet a narcissist right and narcissists are really just self-absorbed people who think the world revolves around them and think that they can treat you you know anyhow you know that's just a summary at least of what a narcissist is right and so because your dad you know showed a sign of incompetence right uh, you try to look for men who are really confident because i explained last week that confidence can be a way of showing that you're competent so for example there's where i can be confident enough i come and sell you something i tell you this thing is really good when by the time you look at my face and look at how serious i am or look at how confident i how sure i am of what i'm saying you tend to think that that translates to competence right and so men you know that would want you would have would present a picture of confidence and so you might think that maybe this might be the guy that would finally want me or that would finally be capable enough only to realize that he might not just be that person for you and so i said that you know by the time you're meeting different kinds of people and you're having different kinds of experiences bad relationships and bad experiences and you're jumping from one relationship to another you know you keep cracking up until you know you're eventually broken and damaged right and that's because you keep adding and adding and you keep adding and each bad experience, each pain, each trauma you go through, basically each bad experience you go through keeps on, you know, putting one more to weight on just one heart, which is too much for one heart to handle. And so it's important, you know, you understand that, you know, these consequences are bad, right? And guess what? The more you get hurt, the more damaged you become. And so women, I, I spoke about how women generally want to find fulfillment from in in life you know from their families and their loved ones right and building a good and stable home building a fulfilled home helps women, women achieve this but how can you build a home if you know you can't find a wholeness in a relationship right so how can you succeed in marriage when your relationships are failing right so this prevents you from achieving that and so you realize that you need to heal in order to 
find fulfillment in life right and so very quickly we're going to be focusing on this week and this week what we're talking about is how to find your healing how to be this whole woman this complete woman this secure woman and so i was saying that from experiences i've seen you know people that i know their life experiences i've listened to experts in the field some experts and i've also heard some people share their experiences online and based on this i was able to create some steps to help you find your healing number one you must understand why it happened and by saying you must understand why it happened i mean why you know your dad left you and by that i don't mean what led to what i mean the generic reason why it happened right there is a general principle behind things like this and yes i understand that you know your case is different your peculiarity is different your experiences are different how you feel is valid but you must understand one thing it didn't happen to you because of you it happened to him it happened to you because of him let me explain it happened to you because it is who he is you are just a casualty of an expression of himself uh let me give a quick example have you met people that were so stingy i remember in my secondary school, I there was this guy, you know, who I thought we were friends. At least at the time we were friends. And so one day I needed something from him. And he had a lot, right? Um, like provisions, right? And he didn't want to give me. And in my mind, I'm like, you have so much. Why don't you want to give me? And I thought the guy didn't like me. And so over time, I realized that he wasn't just like that with me. He was like that with everyone else. And in fact, when it was time to go back home, he always had provisions to go back home with. So I realized that he wasn't just stingy to me, he wasn't just stingy to other people, he was stingy to himself. So the expression of who he was made me feel unloved. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he didn't love me. Because, of course, if he couldn't give himself, why would he give me, right? It's just that that deficiency made me feel unloved. So it was more about him. The expression of who he was just played out on me. And so... Even when it came to toothpaste and tissue, if you tell him cut tissue for me, I want to you know use the toilet. You know, there's something where he will give you, he doesn't give you tissue like he wants to blow your nose, right? And so I rather just use other approaches than use tissue. Do you get so everything about him spoke stinginess? This leads me to saying that it is the content of what is within you that you give to the world. A person who hates people. You know, generally, you notice that someone hates people. You notice after a while that if you get closer to this person, there's just this bitterness about the person that easily spills to hate. And so you notice that it isn't necessarily about what somebody else has done to him. It's about the state of that person's heart, which is a bitter heart, which is always very sensitive to pick offense and, you know, build on offenses. And so it has more to do with who he is than to do with you. And yes, there may be triggers for that expression, but some people have been met with worse triggers, trust me. But still, those people that are met with worse triggers never use that as a justification. I mean, so why should this person in question use his as a justification, right? Another scenario, a financially bankrupt man cannot feed his children. You can't blame the kids because it is human to be hungry, right? It is life. I mean, imagine you met a human being. You guys are living in the same house in the morning. Yeah, you, you have not eaten, he has not eaten. In the afternoon, you look in face, himself they look your face. In the evening, you guys are still looking at your faces. You're hungry. 
but you're waiting for the guy to talk. The next day, just in the morning when he's sleeping, you go and snake to go and eat. You come back, the guy is still, still, still looking at you. He doesn't know you have eaten. In the afternoon, in the night, one day you ask the guy, guy, you know the job. Why? Because it is natural to want to eat. It is so natural to want to eat that if you don't eat, it is assumed that there's something wrong with you. Right? In the same way, if any bankrupt man who cannot feed his children, right? You cannot blame the, the children because you must want to eat. The real issue is his poverty, his inability to be responsible enough to take care of those children. And so if he knew that he had kids, he wasn't financially ready for, he should not have been able to, you know, have brought them into the world. And so in this use case, you you are not to blame. You can't blame yourself for what happened, right? Because as humans, whatever is the reason for why you left, you know, you can't blame that reason or you can't blame yourself. Because life will always happen. Imagine going through life, seeing somebody that goes through life, the person never has problems. You think that, what's wrong? How come you never have problems? So problems will arise, triggers will come, right? It is your our decision to, you know, stay responsible enough to handle our responsibilities. That, that is what counts at the end of the day. So there will always be a reason why something happened, why a cat died, why a dog jumped from a high-story building. Those reasons are not enough to validate the outcome or, or the decisions that the stakeholder took at the end of the day in this case regardless of what happened regardless of that there was an, a reason there was an excuse those excuses are not valid because at the end of the day there is some such a thing called responsibility and it does not matter if you lost your job or whatever hunger will still come so you are responsible at the very least to feed yourself so in the same way a father is responsible regardless of what happened or what didn't happen whatever his excuses might be to take care of his family to protect his family to provide for his family and inability to do that terms him a failure so it is everything to do with him and nothing to do with you and so this happened because you had an incompetent dad who did not understand the joy it must have been to be in your life that's the only issue at play here. So nothing you did or didn't do inspired this. Which leads me to my next point. And which is the fact that you deserve happiness in your life. I mean, seeing that you weren't responsible for what happened to you, your dad is to blame here, right? You must understand next that, that you deserve happiness in your life. And you must believe this too. Why? Because you were clearly a victim. Think about a rape victim, let's assume that you know somebody that has been raped or let's say you don't know somebody that has been raped but you can at least imagine a person being raped. Imagine your affection towards this person. Now, imagine that you try to blame this person for being raped and you try to make her feel like it was her fault regardless of the circumstances and then you say because of that she does not deserve anything. Of course you won't think that. Obviously not. You're going to have compassion and grace towards her, regardless of the events that 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 led to that you know situation taking place. You're going to have compassion onto her. You're going to have some sort of graciousness towards her, right? Or imagine that somebody lost a loved one. You would want to wish them the best that life had to offer. In the same way, you must learn to apply that grace and compassion to yourself, and you must believe that you were a victim, right? And you must believe that you deserve to live that fulfilled life you deserve everything that you can get out of life that life permits you to get out of it right you deserve to live life get your dreams chase your dreams and attain that fulfillment and this is why healing is necessary because with without healing you would not achieve that fulfillment and so you ask how do we begin this practically right well one way first of all you must be grateful for where you are you must be content 
yes i know that where your eye is not where you want to be how you feel is not how you want to feel right and of course it's okay to chase for more right it's okay to chase for more but it's also but you must also be okay with living in the moment don't hate where you are don't hate your particular circumstances yes it can be better but don't hate it so much that you begin to hate everything that is happening and you are not able to focus on what is happening right that you're just focused on what is happening wrong you forget what is happening right right have you been online and you see other people and you think their life is way better i mean like way better someone just got a job you know the person just got married person is having children and here you are you have no job you're just struggling to live life and then you hear that something happened to the person let's say the person's marriage finally crashed and you hear that the man was beating her for like 10 years meanwhile you've been looking for husband for like 10 years and then you're like and then you're like god forbid ah thank god though marriage is not the end or let's say the person got the terminal illness and you're like ah right and you hear that the person has been struggling for like five years right think about the black panther think about how successful he was and how he realized that he had some sort of cancer he was battling with for years that admiration suddenly turned to pity and so you realize that it's easy to think people other people's lives are going way better than yours when you don't have enough information to come to that conclusion until of course you have enough information to come to that conclusion and then you begin to realize that maybe my situation is better or maybe it isn't right maybe it's not so different from the other person and so the more you get to know about their story the more you realize that maybe my life isn't isn't so bad after all maybe it's not as bad as i make it out to look or maybe it is right maybe it is maybe it's around the same frequency or, or wavelength but at least you begin to feel more comfortable or not as less comfortable as you would normally not have felt in your shoes you understand what i mean and so i remember when i lost my dad I remember envying every other person that had a dad, whether his, his dad was a dead ass uh, irresponsible guy or not. As long as you had a father figure in your life, I envied you. And that was when I was really young, right? And so I envied everybody that basically had a dad, right? And then I realized that one of my friends back then, his dad had lots of sons. And because of that, his dad didn't really value him, either by word or by deed. His father always made him feel dispensable always says things to him like i can just easily disown you and things like that and so the guy felt not needed he felt not loved enough right and i know somebody else his father put him under so much pressure and basically created his life for him and told him this is what i want you to do this is what i want you to study and things like that and i'm like wow maybe not having a dad was not the worst thing that could have happened to me maybe there were way worse things right than losing my dad and in the same way i'm just trying to let you know that yes your story could have been better right but of course the thing with your story being better is that the better it gets the better it could have been think about it this way elon musk is say a very rich man right elon musk is say 200 billion dollars rich he still wants to get rich why because no matter how much of a position you are in you would always desire for better so rather than always having to be in that position where you want better and you chase better which is okay but where it is the only thing that consumes you rather than that why not just take a pause a little and first of all breathe in the moment and be okay with where you are right actually be okay with where you are think about your wins think about how far you've come so far focus on those little wins and be okay and proud of yourself it's very important and so with each step that you're in now see it as a stepping stone to get to another step right and someday when you are that place where you want to be you then use where you are right now to be a blessing to others 
and so in the end chase improvement but don't do it out of hate for yourself or your story or your present situation do it from a place that you know you own your story and you're going to tell your story to the world one day do it from that sense of yes this is my story not a story that you are ashamed of or you're shy of facing hope you got the point and so it's also important to have an environment that supports you very basic example imagine a person who smokes you always find a person who smokes not always but most most times are not you a person who smokes a lot a whole lot would most likely be comfortable around people who smoke right think about the things think about the core of who you are think about the entirety of your being things that can be used to describe you and then think about people who are very close to you you know who you feel really comfortable spending a lot of energy around them and you're going to realize that you guys are more similar than you think right uh, things you love to do a lot at least in the open you want to be around people that you know do do those things with you people that make you feel comfortable in your own space right for example now i am indoors and because i am indoors i realized that most of my closest friends for all my closest friends are also introverts right being an introvert is a core of who i am right i try to be honest do my best to be honest i realized that my friends put in a significant amount of effort also into being honest right most times your friends represent the core values that you share right and why am i bringing up this example because your environment matters your environment matters you're in a situation where you want to feel loved you want to feel like you are worth it right so what do you do you've spent your life feeling like trash feeling like you were never good enough to be one man who was the world to you you want to be around people that gives you a complete opposite feeling you want to be around people that makes you feel like you have some sort of sense of self or people who actually value you people who are intentional about your growth people who corrects you in love right and so you realize that you're on a journey to fulfillment right and it's important to cut away from people who don't make you feel loved who don't make you feel valued who are not looking out for your growth right and it's important to cut off from them at least put some sort of boundary between you and them why because you're on a journey to fulfillment right and you must not be sentimental about it because as we all get older we want to have families right and guess what if you're still dealing with your shit you can't get you know ahead of your shit your friends are at higher level in life at a different phase eventually they'll feel like they have outgrown you so you don't want to put yourself in that corner you also want to work on your growth and take away anything that serves as a barrier to your growth very important and so you'd also want people who are willing to help you through you know to get through this phase right you want to spend time following influential couples you know that model a kind of marriage that is based on unconditional love and a marriage that is based on values not a marriage that is based on just vibes and inshallah right but one that is built deeply on good values on unconditional love right you want to focus on people who actually make marriage work right because it, it, it's going to reinforce that idea that your marriage can work regardless of your father and your mother's marriage right and so you want to also stay away from the news why because the media focuses on bad news and so if the media is focusing on marriage they're going to focus on marriages that don't work rather than marriages that work and it's going to you know also affect how you think and why is it going to affect how you think why because you're seeing more of things that don't work and so you realize that focus creates blindness and what this means is that if I have a white shirt and a very, very small portion of palm oil on it, and then I show you this white shirt and you look at this white shirt 
and you realize that there's death or there are deaths on this white shirt or there's just a one small piece of death on this white shirt and i give you that white shirt to focus on it so long your friend right you're going to stop seeing the white for being as white as it is white and all you can see is the stain and that's what happens when you focus on things right when you focus on on bad things right all you can see is the bad you all you see is what isn't working rather than what is working right and so this means that the less you see what isn't working the more you see what works and the less you see what works the more you see what isn't working so focus matters and let us speak statistically right do you know that i googled this anyway and i realized that just about three percent of nigerian marriages actually actually dissolve through divorce or separation you can do your google search yourself right and so you realize that people are losing trust in marriages right nigerians so not americans nigerians are losing trust in marriages right because we of what we see online but what we see online makes up about three percent of total marriages right and so you're questioning three percent just because of a mere 97 percent right even the pure water not both water the pure water that you drink is not up to 97 percent pure but somehow you trust it more right so let us apply the same thing for marriages right context is within this country and so another important thing to note is the fact that your dad might never come back right or maybe he might i don't know nobody knows the future but chances are that he wouldn't right and that's okay and you might ask why is it okay and i would say because you always had a dad that always loved you in the first place and then again you would ask what do you mean and i would say yes you you had a father that didn't want you but you had another father that always wanted you right and that father crafted you from conception to when you were giving birth to and that father has kept you safe all this while regardless of every trial you've had to pass through every bad experiences you've had to go through right and he has led you even to the point of making sure that you listen to this podcast now right and that father is a divine being right and that divine being created you divinely right you're created divinely of course because you're created by a divine being right and so because of that alone at least to some sort of extent it's a show that you are inherently of value right and so you know there's a part of the bible where jesus christ says that um talking about how you know children would want bread and how you know in the olden days um, I, I think they ate bread and they ate fish and also jesus was saying that if your children want bread how many of you being as imperfect as you are talking to men now how many of you are as imperfect as you are would give your children stone to eat or would give your children a serpent to eat and then jesus christ says that if you being imperfect still knows how to give good gifts how much more your father in heaven and so this is a bold declaration that of jesus saying that god loves you more than you know the best earthly father in the world so you can think about the best earthly father let's measure the best earthly father by the intent of the heart which nobody can see but picture a very loving man picture the extent you go for his son picture what he wouldn't do for his son or his daughter and think about how at his very best you cannot compare him to god and god is your father god is your father right so it is a bold declaration that God loves you more than that best earthly father in the whole world. So think about that girl who you envy because of how much her dad loves her. Think about it now in a more practical sense. And God is saying that I love you more than the way her dad loves her, right? And if her father being able to give as imperfect as he is makes her feel the way she feels so much that you envy her 
how much more will I do for you? Or how much more do I love you now? Right? And so God is saying that his love far supersedes, you know, anything you could think of or even imagine. Right? Like you can't even compare. Like now on a relative term, you can't compare the love of a flawed person with the love of a perfect person. Of course, if he is perfect, then a value cannot be put on his love for you. Right? Because for example, if I say I love you five million times, that means that if you find the love of seven million that is greater than my love, then my love cannot be said to be perfect. Because if my love is perfect, then it must supersede every other kind of love. And so because of that, you can't place a number on the love of God for you, right? Because no other love can meet up with it. Because if he's truly perfect, then his love for you will be perfect. And if his love for you is perfect, then nothing else can be better than it. Hence, you can put a value on his love for you. And so you must understand that God loves you in the fullness of who he is, right? And you may not feel it now, and that's okay. And you may wonder, why don't I feel it if he loves me that much, right? Think about how you were once in a relationship, right? And the guy felt like the guy didn't love you. And, you know, just generally you felt unlost for some reason. Maybe you guys fought or maybe uh, you were depressed, right? Dif- different thing. And you felt like nobody in your family loved you, your mother, your sisters, your maybe friends didn't love you. You just felt like if you died, you wouldn't care. I think each and every one of us has had that feeling at least once or twice in a while. But when you really think about it, you realize that uh, I think I was just in a dark place or in a sad spot, right? Maybe one or two things happened that made you depressed or maybe, you know, you fought with your lover and you know because of that you know your boyfriend and because of that you know you felt like he didn't love you because of how you know that period once but the moment you guys reconcile you realize that oh he actually loves me or the moment you know you get out of that feeling that depression that you're feeling you realize that oh my family loves my friends love me i was just depressed i was just going through so much right so the, so guess what now there was a barrier that made you feel unloved right now when those that barrier was taken away you began to feel loved again by these people right and so in the same way you must understand that god loves you whether you feel it or not but of course there's a barrier that separates you both and that barrier is called distance right distance no knowledge right so because there is distance right the knowledge you need to understand how the love of god for you is not actively present and so this distance makes you feel unloved right and of course sometimes this distance has stayed so long that it makes you also feel unlovable because of course you look at your imperfection and so you use your imperfection to judge you know how god may see you right and so this is god saying now that you have a lot of negative emotions he knows you have a lot of negative emotions right and he knows that you battle so many things right and so god is saying why don't you come to me this is actually a bible verse right matthew chapter 11 and god is saying that why don't you come to, to me right come to me you that you are weary and you are burdened and you know you can direct this to you because you're somebody with a lot of negative emotions you're somebody who's dealing with a lot you're somebody who's trying to find that wholeness that completeness right and then god is saying come to me right why because you worry and you're burdened right and why should you come to him because when you come and you put your yoke on him he's going to give you rest right when you put your burdens on him he's going to give you rest right and so he says take your burdens on me and learn from me and then he says that you will find rest for your soul right so when you come to god the natural response is to empty yourself and find rest in him that rest that you're looking for you know that rest that comes as a result of feeling whole that forms as a result of feeling complete that comes as a result of not feeling like trash that comes as a result of feeling loved 
that comes as a result from feeling enough. God is saying, come to me and I'm going to show you that you are because it is based on his perception, right? God has made your value. The problem now is that you don't see it, not that you are of no value. It's God saying, come and see how I see you, right? And so God wants to bring you rest. He wants to take away every emotion negative now that you are feeling and he wants to carry you more than you, you know, he wants to carry because you are carrying more than you are designed to carry. And so God is saying, let's put that weight on me. I want to heal you, right? But this cannot happen except through a relationship, right? Because for one person to help another person, intimacy is involved. Vulnerability is involved. Intimacy and vulnerability can only be achieved through a proper relationship. And so it doesn't matter how you pray, right? Just mutter some words, right? When you're alone, mutter some words, express a genuine desire to want to have a relationship with him, a deep one that, you know, takes away all of these negative emotions, right? Because of course he wants one with you too. And if you really want this, right, you can reach out to me, right? Personally, my details are on the podcast profile, Akan Victor on Instagram, right? And just reach out to me and I will help you through this phase, right? And so we see in God's eyes, of course, that he loves you. And he wants to see you healed, right? Wants to see you whole, wants to see you complete. And it's important, right, that to take out some time to meditate on your personal convictions, right? Um, by, by, by this, I mean maybe daily or maybe every two days or every three days, at least consistently. Take out 30 minutes, meditate, write words of how much God loves you. Say to yourself how he died for you because... In the Christian theology, he died for you. If you need answers, you can reach out to me once again. And how you deserve to find healing and wholeness. Because, of course, we've seen that it's not your fault, right? And it's entirely on your dad, right? And because of that, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be whole. You deserve to find healing. So you deserve to find... You're just a casualty of his carelessness, of him. And so you realize that it isn't on you to suffer for what he did because you are not responsible hence you need to find your healing and your wholeness and also write about how you are determined to find your words and again i'm here if you have any questions regarding the christian theology on god's heart towards you now what's the next step or rather what's the next practical step you can take just live your life right there will always be times when you know you feel so clouded with these feelings because regardless of how much you try to practice sometimes days like that will come and when these days come and you feel it's so intense like you can't you feel everything choked up like so choked up you can't breathe right take out time go on a journey you know do what you love doing that makes you feel light that makes you feel empty you could be singing for me i think it's for me it's traveling although i don't do that a lot but for me it's traveling right going seeing nature right seeing art going to the beach right receiving fresh air right just something to just make you feel free go on vacations if you need to right but basically take out periods in your life when you know things feel so choked up just get a fresh breeze of air it helps more than you know right and then always remember to reassure yourself basically empty out your soul and so there is a last step very necessary step but if also i must warn you it's a very offensive offensive step right and but then again it's very necessary offensive but necessary what I'm about to say might offend some of you, but it's necessary I say it for your healing. And it is this. You will never be free from the pain and offense in your heart until you free the offender in your heart. Because in actual reality, there is a place where 
the magnitude of pain we feel we feel because of the kind of pain so for example if i slap you the pain is different from if i rip you right god forbid but yeah it's different right and the reason is because of the kind of pain it is right and so you'd realize that yes rape is very painful it's a very painful ordeal right but then again there is a place where the magnitude of pain we feel we feel because of the pain and then there's a realm where the magnitude of pain we feel we feel because of the offender so for example now being raped versus being raped by your father or being raped by a random stranger although they are both very painful experiences but the latter being raped by your dad is very disastrous right and so you see that regardless of the kind of pain you go through who caused the pain also matters right and so the person who caused your pain contributes to the intense pain that you feel so there's a place of letting go of the pain but you cannot never completely let go of the pain until you let go of the offender who caused that pain and so you might ask why would i do that why would i want to let go and forgive this person in this case your dad right number one it is psychologically proven time over and over again that forgiveness that forgiving others does more benefit to us than to them right and so you realize that forgiving him for what he did to you not only saves you it saves others it saves you in the present right now because i mean it helps your heart it helps you generally right but it also heals other people your loved ones and you, you might ask how does his offense heal them or how does you forgiving his offense heal them very simple because the hurt you carry that you refuse to let go of will grow and will lead you to hurting others for example now because you're hurt when you're in a relationship you show lack of trust you're always, always projecting your insecurities on other people you're always hurting other people in your bid to express your fears what they can hear is that you don't trust me right but what you're really saying is that i'm hurt indirectly but what they are hearing is you don't trust me and so the more you refuse to deal with this hurt the more you're going to project your insecurities on your partner and maybe other ways you can also project insecurities on other people that might cause them to withdraw or to just or it maybe just hurts them they don't withdraw but it hurts them basically and so you're going to realize that in order to forgive your dad you're forgiving him for you right and you also forgive him for other people first of all for you and second is to protect other people that you love that will be deeply involved in your life from pain right and so you realize that forgiving him protects other people that you love right protects them from future pain that you may cause as a result of being pained right and so in the end you choosing to be intentional about forgiving him is what makes you a hero it's because it is what literally saves the people you love from being hurt and so you're doing what is necessary not because you want to but because for, for the good of those that you love and secondly why should you forgive him well very simple because your dad may be the villain in your story but guess what someone else was the villain in his own story and because he refused to deal with it well he became the villain what do i mean hate and pain is a disease that transforms the best of us into monsters if you don't handle it properly let's take a very quick example imagine that we are stuck in the desert we haven't eaten for like a week or two after a while one of us we are like 10 in the desert one of us the chances that one of us will start thinking of eating another person is higher than you think and that's because a pain has kicked in and that pain is pursuing survival and so you realize that over time at least one person is slowly turning to be to become a monster i watched this movie where they were all stuck on a boat from the world war they were there for over 50 days eventually they did a russian roulette where you know the gun spins and whoever it spins on they shoot that person and then they eat that person in fact when they got out of the boat 
right and eventually they found help and something like that the guys that remain have ptsd and their lives can never be the same why because they did monstrous acts in order to survive and so you, you you'll be shocked at the extent pain can be willing to drive us to become monsters and so in this case it's a different kind of pain of course right but it's a pain that if you don't manage right or you act or you just keep going in ignorance you become a monster you never thought you were going to be and so i watched this movie once the series actually where this guy had a wife who cheated on him and you know uh, he was so angry he wanted to hurt her back he wanted to basically just do something to make her feel pain too so what does this guy do eventually i mean out of hurt and out of anger and out of frustration out of a quest for vengeance he leaves the house goes to a different place and before you know it's a week before you know it's two weeks before you know it's a month before you know it's three months before you know it's a year and in two years this guy has not visited her or his kids and very slowly he became the bad guy in the story right so you see what pain did pain pushed him away he went to stay away from her and eventually he stayed away from the whole family right because he didn't know how to tell the children of course and he couldn't be around her so eventually he became the villain in his children's lives right because after a while it was too long to be away from his children right without having of course he had to give an explanation and he didn't have a good enough explanation right and so he became the bad person in their story and so you can see that pain if not properly managed will turn into other things right that eventually turns you into the monster you never thought you would be and so maybe your dad might not have gone through these stories that we just shared or maybe you know he's a result of or maybe of course he didn't go through these specific stories right but you have to agree that he is a result of pain and hate that was not properly managed and in the end he's just a broken man who broke his baby girl who, which is you of course and that's who he is and maybe he's a bad guy but a bad guy who was first broken and so really with this understanding you have to let him go wish him well in your heart and basically let's just pray for that he finds the healing needed to become the person that god intended for him to be in the first place and so in summary i'm just going to say you just take this home right one your dad left because he lacks the capacity to care for you not because you were not good enough two find strength and consistent and contentment where you are now own your story and write your chapters with grace three have an environment where you grow people who are intentional enough to love you and people who make you believe in good healthy love don't pay attention to the bad stories that of social media on crash marriages remember there are only three percent of them in nigeria four god loves you and really desires a relationship with you which is really important he wants to take your pain please talk to him and let him really meditate on his love for you and how determined you will be to get through this five live life take time to refresh when you feel low and finally let the offense and the offender go for you for others and because he's really just a broken man whose story we probably don't know but we know that he could not manage his heart and let his past pain turn him into a monster right i believe that these steps will prove effective that's all for this week hope you are blessed um next week we'll be starting a very very new series on boys and absent fathers right and just like we went through this series for women we're going to do something else for men right and we're going to see the effect of absent that on their sons right and of course the effects will be somewhat different right of course the same foundational feeling but expressed in different ways right and so i can't wait to see you next week again thank you for your time 
Hope you had a lovely day. Bye. I hope you had an amazing time in this episode. Next week's episode promises to be another exciting event. My contact details are in the description of the podcast profile, just in case you need to reach out to me for any assistance whatsoever. See you next week. Thank you.